Aural Malpractice podcast contains material not suitable for most audiences. Listener discretion is advised. If you are a child or easily offended, turn it the fuck off now because we don't have time for your bullshit. Hunting human flesh-like chimera abominations for sport, it's the Aural Malpractice Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Chris, one of the Aural Malpractitioners, and I have along with me as usual... Adolf Hitler. Aww. And Dr. Tom. <laughs> okay. What, what's the problem? We've met our Hitler quota for today. First, <laughs> I popped the cherry. <laughs> Man, I wanted to do that. <laughs> I was wondering if you, if you were going to do that. <laughs> oh man. So uh so how's everybody doing? How's Dr. H- Dr. Hitler? How are you doing? <laughs> now, <laughs> now that I got to steal Tom's thunder, I'm doing great. <laughs> Dr. Hitler. Dr. Hitler. That's uh I'm Dr. Josh <laughs> and I'm not Hitler. <laughs> I want to know what college would give Hitler an honorary doctorate postmortem. I- Postmortem, I don't know, but like Berkeley, posthumously, posthumously, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that word. Oh, posthumously, yeah, (laughs) it's all good. I said postmortem. I I think we're gonna have to do some kind of honor of you dying postmortem on this uh, episode. What would his doctorate be in? I don't know. I just feel like you'd just be dropping a diploma on their cold dead body right after the autopsy. Gender studies. Did you say cultural studies? No, I said gender studies. Oh, gender (laughs) studies. Dr. Tom, last time we were here, you had checked yourself into a completely voluntary uh, cultural awareness camp or something of <laughs> the that nature. The re-education thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just wondering. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was a little concerned. What, what? Like, are you still there? What, what's going on? Uh, yes, I'm still there, but the situation's changed slightly. Uh, when I first came in, I did spend a great deal of time just trying to understand these people. Um, you know, all the customs and cultures and all that bullshit that's not really all that important. But uh, after a while, I just kind of had a realization, and I thought to myself, I was like, why the fuck am I wasting so much of my life trying to understand a bunch of lesser life forms? (laughs) You know, I'm not an entomologist. I don't study insects, okay? So I shouldn't pretend to be for the sake of optics. So I just turned everything all around. I was thinking to myself, okay, I can't leave. I wasn't there voluntarily. Well, I actually, I walked in voluntarily, but I couldn't leave after the fact. But the thing is, is I found out that the guards were a bunch of professional college undergrads. You know those kinds of people? Mm -hmm. They're always like, you know, they're all on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. They're all still working on their four-year degree. Um, They've been working on the same four-year degree for the past 12 years. Yeah. You know, bad personal relationships, disappointed mothers. But they all seem to have this overinflated sense of self-worth and a lot of unfocused rage. So what I found out I could do is manipulate them very easily. So I promised all of them student loan forgiveness, you know, like any old politician, and a bag of free kale. (laughs) So they join my side in liberating the camp. Now, what are we liberating the camp from? We were liberating it from Nazis. One thing that worked in my favor also was none of them actually knew what a Nazi was, but Mm. they did love using the word for people they didn't like. Yeah. Yes. So what I did is I set the definition of Nazi to be anybody I didn't like. And they just, you know, took it. They really wanted their kale. So long story short, I took over the camp, which is pretty awesome because I've always wanted my own sovereign nation, to be completely honest with you. And I think this is a good stepping stone. So we're not digging for coal anymore. We're digging for uranium. My next plan is to build a low yield nuclear warhead, and I can use that to hold a larger nation hostage. So uh, right now, I told these morons what we're digging for is solar crystals to make solar panels. So all that radiation (laughs) sickness, all that bullshit, they think they're doing it for a noble cause. Right. And it's hilarious because they dig up the uranium and they never see the solar panels, right? Because, you know, obviously it's just going to enrichment right now. What I did is I told them that the solar panels are being built and shipped to third world countries 
for the children. Okay. Yes. So they're creating emotional solar panels. So they feel better. All I have to do is feed them bullshit and a bunch of really like low effort handwritten letters from like fake children from Africa or wherever. And they just keep doing it. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, it's a great labor force. That's really smart because normally it's the children in the third world countries that are mining the materials for the solar panels. So you've like, you've flipped it around. Some sort of irony, I think. Yeah. It's like by being a terrible person, you're actually making a difference in the world. That's, That's actually how I feel. But there, there is no solar panel. It's conceptual solar panels. Yeah. The thing that really counts, Tom, is that you're doing something that involves the idea of solar panels. Absolutely. It's the concept of feeling better by possibly building something better. You don't have to actually do it. And by suffering, I'm sure they feel like they are gaining the moral high ground so that they can punch down at everybody else. Exactly. So not only that, I'm enabling their victimhood because they love that. Victimhood and superiority. Right. I'm doing the right thing, victimizing them. They want to simultaneously feel like they're a victim and that they're better than everybody else. And therefore, they're allowed to victimize other people. I think what I'm going to do when I come back to the camp is start a contest. It's the who's the biggest victim contest. And yeah, they they go in front of each other and they just pour out their hearts and souls to each other. And then they can cast a vote. I feel like every single one of them is going to vote for themselves. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast the tie breaking vote. And (laughs) I'm going to say that person is the greatest victim. Work harder next time because the rest of you are starting to look a lot like Nazis to me. (laughs) (laughs) Also, make them divulge all sorts of terrible secrets about themselves. Like maybe horrible things they did to their families. Even if they didn't do those things, force them to admit some shit so that they can get out of the room where you're interrogating them and then save that stuff for later so you can use it against them. Sounds brilliant. We have to be careful there because it may very well be that the Church of Scientology already has a copyright on doing that. So, Ah, no. You can't copyright manipulation. (laughs) The Catholic Church has been doing it for like 4,000 years. It's fine. Wait, wait, really? Every cult group does this. How old is Jesus? I don't know. I, and Catholics came after Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jesus did the virgin birth thing, gave birth to the Catholics. Right? Yes. Yes. Diabetes, all right. The Lord healed another sister. Now I heal you. Now, Lord, we're praying to let you heal this diabetes. Would you consider yourself at this point a cult leader? I don't want to think of myself as a cult leader. I really want to think of myself as just the biggest victim. If you're a cult leader, never, ever, 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 ever admit that you're a cult leader. Mm. You're either chosen or you have some sort of special knowledge that makes you right and everybody else wrong. That doesn't make you a cult leader. It just makes you right. Uh, are you saying you have experience with this, Dr. Josh? Well, it's, it's easy for me to never admit. I've watched a lot of documentaries. <laughs> you, you, you subscribe to a lot of strange uh, mail-in things. Uh, what do they call those no, things? No, no. I've watched all this stuff on regular TV. The only difference is that I've taken away lessons from those documentaries that perhaps they didn't intend for people to take away from them. <laughs> so what did you learn from Jim Jones? The only other question I have, uh, Dr. Tom, in regards to um, whatever you're doing with said uranium and low-yield nuclear devices, should Dr. Josh and I just have a quick exit plan to get to our secure bunkers, you know, just in case? I'm not targeting anything. It's all about becoming a nuclear superpower. Because once you're there, your negotiation Mm. rights, they change immediately. You don't have to drop a bomb anywhere. You don't have to detonate anything. You just need to have the capacity to do it. And as soon as you have that capacity, it's all over. And no one's looking at me right now. They're looking at Iran. So, you know, honestly, I have all the time in the world to build a small underground centrifuge, start enriching some uranium. And uh, once I have uh, anything, what I can do is I can take 50% of it make one test detonation. We can do it somewhere not very useful, like maybe the uh, the mining barracks or something like that. And then, you know, CERN will obviously detect it. And then after that, hey, hello, brand new superpower. How's it going? Would you like some free kale? Come on over.
What would Hitler do if he had an honorary doctorate and a nuclear warhead? <laughs> I feel like there's a book that's going to happen. Whoa. <laughs> WWHD? Are you going to wear the hat? <laughs> WWHD? Is this what we're yeah. doing now? Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, everybody knows what Hitler would do. Probably inject bull semen. What he would do, Tom, is die for your sins. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Okay, let's say Adolf Hitler, World War II didn't happen, but he shows up in present times. He gets nuclear weapons, starts doing all the same shit that the Nazis were doing during World War II. No one would do anything. All he would have to do is offer lucrative contracts to major corporations, and everyone would just ignore it. Germany would be making a shit ton of iPhones. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, their workers would also be committing suicide. That's what nets are for. Tom, speaking of suicide, what? have you thought any more about it? Uh, you know what? Things are actually pretty good right now. I'm not even thinking about it. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. I'll I let just you know. wanted to put out there just a reminder. You know, it's still on the table. Yeah, I could still get a rope. Ideas, let me know. Yeah, I mean, so if anything, I, what I mean, I'll do is... I can give you all sorts of suggestions. You, you got suggestions? How would you do it? Oh, I'm not going to do it. Well, let's say you were... He doesn't want to give <laughs> yeah, away his trade secrets. let's just say you secrets. were bored. He's already bored. He's always been bored for years. I know he's bored, but let's say you're, let's say you're like suicidal bored. I would love to be bored. Well, you're just too busy? I, I'm a very busy man. I'm playing something for you guys later on, and you'll see why. Okay. Time is a luxury for me. If I had a whole bunch of time and just had to fill it up, I would be super happy. Okay. Why don't you just build yourself a fucking time machine, make yourself a couple clones, let them do the work for you. You'll learn all about boredom. It gets boring. <sighs> you gotta do things the old-fashioned way with your aliens and I don't know whatever shit you're into. Fleshlight chimeras. Well, they maybe not the chimera part, but you're hitting on what I would do with all my time. You would do aliens? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> my hand, mostly. Okay. <laughs> Is that the name of your favorite alien? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really bad show from like the 1960s my favorite alien do you think hitler would have been different if you just handed him a fleshlight in 1938 that would have chilled him the fuck out wouldn't have i think that would have been confused <laughs> that would have been a great idea okay if i ever get the chance to go back in time <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna go back in time and kill hitler that's what everybody says i would go back in time and give him a fleshlight you would convert him yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would bring a few things, okay? Because he was, he was all hopped up on meth, right? That was Hitler's deal. What I would bring, I would bring a shit ton of heroin <laughs> and a flashlight and lube. You gotta have lube. Yeah, but I mean, they had so that back then. Well, well, the thing was, this was the, back uh, when when whaling was still legal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you got your uh, your history a little bit messed up. So so Hitler was on all kinds of heroin. It was his soldiers that were all on meth. No, he was on meth. He was on meth too? They injected him with cocktails that included bull semen and all sorts of shit. So he was completely fucked up. He looked like a heroin guy to me. All I'm saying is if you caught him young and got him hooked then, I don't think he would have gotten as far. So well, the um, heroin and meth and all that stuff didn't start until much later. What, like 19? Or maybe just pot. Just like a whole bunch of weed. Oh, he wouldn't do anything. And maybe a laptop full of a whole bunch of adult videos and a flashlight. And you just whack off and build bongs all day. Forget about committing genocide. That dude wouldn't have left the fucking house. Holy shit. Think about the next person you meet with too many flashlights, too many bongs, and just sits at home all day. Is that a person that in someone else's alternate future became the next Hitler, only a time traveler came back and stopped that? They did exactly what you did. They came back in there and they saw, oh no, here's uh, Mike Jones. Oh God, that guy just murdered like six billion people just because they spoke Swahili in my future. Ugh, that's just kind of strange. Well, let's just get him a flashlight early and a whole bunch of weed and uh, maybe a hot bitch poster. Save the world. Tom, I think you've got the next great American novel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, that's actually, that's actually really good. Yes. Just time traveling drug peddlers. <laughs> Don't forget the porn. Yeah, with porn. Uh, <laughs> Call them the Vice Squad. 
In terms of other interesting and pointless endeavors, Dr. Tom, I, I know that you're concerned about our listeners and their experience of the show. And as we've alluded so why don't you talk a little bit about that? Oh, it's uh, not much to it. So you remember the Q&A, right? The thing we did last episode? Oh, yeah. Okay, you remember how stupid our audience was? <laughs> Do I ever? <laughs> yeah, so I, I have this sneaking suspicion that they're just as smart today as they were back then. So the thing is, what they're going to do is they're going to tune into this show, and they're just going to see this strange format change where Josh has a lot of things he wants to reveal, and it's just not going to make any sense to them. They're not going to think they're even listening to the same podcast. They're going to start changing the dial on their radio because they're fucking morons because they think they're listening to some radio show from the 1950s. So the thing is, is I don't want them to get off track. I don't want them to start listening to some other zany doctor podcast that was stolen by the freaking History Channel. I just don't want that to happen. So I put something together that's essentially our show. I don't think anyone's going to notice, but what I did is I just really just, we didn't even have these conversations. I honestly just cut them all up. I just put it all together, something an idiot would listen to and think they listened to an entire podcast. That's really all it is. I did it for us so we can continue to do our thing and they can be satisfied with the yeah, fleshlight that, that great. is uh, our let entertainment me, let's, let's, value. Let's, so uh, to, to all of you listeners out there, uh, this, this is our show. Here we go. Hey guys. I don't murder children. Welcome to the Arrow Malpractice Podcast. Today we're going to compare rocks to cheese. Oh, oh gosh. Chris, you have difficulty with bubblegum taint. I was in the bathroom earlier this week. Literally every other conversation we have is about shitting. Fart poop, fart poop, fart poop, fart poop. I have poop. functional problems with my bowel movements. If I was taking a four hour crap twice a week, <laughs> I would rather wake up in a vat of clone juice, whatever that is. <laughs> clone, clone jelly. Clone jelly. <laughs> Not this clone jelly. Does clone jelly go well on gigantic swinging man meat? You gotta get a few hand jobs. Clone jelly. And anytime you don't have to do that, that's a good day. Have, have you ever licked your own arm? No. May I recommend a warm <laughs> helping of clone jelly? What are we talking about? What would you call it? A jar of clone jelly. If it's a combination of clone jelly. No more asshole Dr. Chris. And then <laughs> yak cheese. Oh, fuck you. This conversation makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> All I'm saying is <laughs> it, it turns into yak cheese real fast. You must have a very large penis. Yeah, yak cheese. 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 Yeah, yak cheese. What about yak cheese? It was a goddamn fucking metaphor. <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> That was pretty much it. You hit the nail That's on pretty the much head. the show. So hey, you know now now they can just they can well, walk uh, off. They can do their own thing, and uh, we can keep going forward. So uh, speaking of yak cheese, God damn it, uh, Doctor Josh. <laughs> oh wait, aren't we doing a question and answer? Yeah, we yeah. Well, we can do some Q and A. Let's do at least one. Hello and welcome to Questions and Answers, the part of the show where Dr. Tom and Dr. Josh attempt to answer questions from our listeners while Dr. Chris talks over everyone like a fucking asshole. All right, uh, listener question number one. Where is Mucho Taco? Am high as fuck right now? Question mark. I have the hungar and I need to feed uh, LOL. So need to feed maybe? I, I don't know. This guy's definitely clearly a uh, high. So where's Mucho Taco? They're trying to find where Mucho Taco God is. Um, damn it. I can't remember where that I place bet you there, is. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's just up the road from uh, Nice Cans, but it's quite a, it's quite a long drive from uh, Shady Willow daycare i know it's next this to, guy's yeah this dude's from that weed podcast I, <laughs> that's the guy <laughs> maybe yeah that's who we're dealing with here <laughs> i i know it's i know mucho taco is next to a you know what maybe this is the audience that we're attracting now <laughs> maybe maybe this is the same person whose girlfriend is a hungry bitch with too <laughs> many coat hanger abortions question mark oh my god <laughs> 
Okay. okay I, know, I know Mucho Taco, it's next to a water treatment plant. I know that for sure. So I'm pretty sure if you just go to your nearby water treatment plant, just hang out next to it, just eat whatever you find on the ground. You'll get the same quality of food. And actually, the water treatment... I mean, if you're looking for the donkey shows, you might have to go somewhere else. But yeah, I can't specifically remember. It was just a, it was a sponsor. It wasn't, you know, any personal friends or anything like that. As we've said to everyone, we will take advertisements from just about anyone out there. Uh, feedback at romalpractice.com, by the way, if you want to get your advertisement in. But that being said, this is not the type of show where we necessarily have 100% vetted or tried all of the products and or uh, businesses that uh, that we advertise, although we do have a good relationship with uh, Brick Scotch. And uh, a, a few of our other more, uh, you know, regular uh, advertisers. Like George. Oh, yeah. George. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to right now. You know what he's up to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's taking pictures. Of hot girls. Of nude yep. ladies. Yeah. He's probably nude himself. God love him. What a guy. He, he's living his own dream. Good for him. And I just wanted to mention, whether you're an advertiser or not, for the right price, we will be your personal friend. <laughs> so, you know, just throwing that out there. Please like us. We graciously accept, uh, you know, any any proof of people being uh, hot girls or guys. We're not, uh, you know, always necessarily 100% biased in that regard. But, you know, hey. Dr. Chris does birthday parties. And donkey shows. What? Okay. <laughs> He'll do donkey Whatever. shows at your birthday party. <laughs> I, I'm sure I can figure something out. The kids love it. Yeah, in a, in a former life, uh, I, I did do some uh, producing work where I had to try to figure out how to uh, provide entertainment for a show. I'm sure I could figure it out. Wait, hold on. Did, did you just say former life? Well, are, are uh, you a clone? I, I don't mean it. Do you literally. know how much shit Dr. Josh has given me about being a fucking clone? <sighs> no, he's not a clone. He's just trying oh, to distract man. from the fact that he used to get fucked in the ass by a donkey for money. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if you angle it just right, it hits the prostate and it, it, it starts to feel good. See, Tom? What have I done? I mean, I, that, was, <laughs> that was unsolicited. Yeah. He, ju he just said that shit on his own. My All right, on to our next... <laughs> <laughs> Listener question. Yes. Um, That's the last time I want to hear about your prostate. <laughs> <laughs> and don't even start a, talking about yours. It's such a stimulating conversation. <laughs> anyway, um, does oh, my neighbor <laughs> does my neighbor own chickens? He won't give me any eggs. What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's literally the user listener oh, question. Oh, this is another Q&A question. Yes, because Dr. <laughs> Just said, let's move on. And I was trying to fucking move on. Damn. Okay. Does my neighbor own chickens? He won't give me any eggs. <laughs> what? Like, how do you expect us to have knowledge of this? Let me just get Google Earth up on my screen here. Oh, wait, you didn't give us your fucking address. How the fuck? Hold on. Uh, go ahead. Go Hold ahead. On. I don't know. Let's not go off on these people like they're trying to help people cook food on the internet. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Let's think through what they could do. Listen, if you want to know if your neighbors have chickens, you need to engage in some surveillance. <laughs> How about you social know? interaction? Put up some trail cams. <laughs> trail cam your neighbors? Yeah. Put up some trail cams. Buy a drone. There's, there's all sorts of ways that you can find out if your neighbors have chickens. Read up on it. Figure out how to spy on your neighbors, and then you'll see if they have chickens. I feel like at this point, asking them if they have any chickens is already beyond the scope of the how of this whole situation. Knock, knock. Hi, I'm your neighbor. Do you have chickens? Well, I guess that could be strange, too. Well, here's the, I mean, here's the other thing. The concern really was the eggs. Is this guy used to his neighbors giving him eggs? You could just send them an anonymous note. Just let them know that you know where they live. And that they have chickens. Then you send them a note that says, I know you have chickens. Why aren't you giving me any eggs? <laughs> they, they will move from the neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> Should we get another question? <laughs> How to disassemble your neighborhood's HOA. 
Do you realize that Mercury is in retrograde right now? I don't give a shit. Okay, last one. Uh, for- oh my gosh. What the fuck? Okay, here we go. What? Am trying to get Jorp at dump. What is worse, Jorp, and how do no do it? Am not one work hard is low pay. Please soar number one or DM so don't have here shit cast. <laughs> you wrote that one, didn't you, Dr. Chris? No. What the fuck? What the hell? I wait, I'm trying to get a job at <laughs> so let me try to translate this to English. I'm trying I'm trying to get a job at the dump. Which is the worst job and how do I do it? I don't want to work hard and is it low pay? Uh I can't even parse please and sword number one or DM. So I guess please contact me in some way. So I don't, uh, so don't have here shit cast. So I don't have to hear this, uh, hear a shit cast. I don't know if they're saying our cast is a shit cast or I I don't even know if you want to get a job at the dump, like go to your town's website and see if they have a job at the dump. Okay, so these questions weren't really meant to be any old question. Like, if you come up to us and you say, hey, um, how do I apply to work at the pizza restaurant down the street? We can't help you. First off, I don't know that pizza restaurant. Secondly, I don't know that street. And thirdly, I don't know you. We can't help you with that situation. If you have any questions about the show, if you have any questions for us, something that's science-based and literate would be really, really helpful. We can't read it if you can't write it. Just saying. Hold on. I know a lot about the dump, so I can offer some advice. Which dump? Just dumps in general. They're all the same. Fine. Okay. Listen, what you want to do is you want to be the guy that checks the cars coming in. Because all you got to do is sit there and like just fucking yell at them if they got too much stuff in their car or they're bringing the wrong stuff in or if you just don't like them. That's all you do. You don't got to dress nice. You don't got to do shit. Yeah. Doesn't he have to weigh you in? No. No. You're thinking about... You're like Mr. Dump Master here. If you're selling scrap metal, they weigh you in. They don't weigh you in if you're just dumping shit at the dump. What if you have just a bunch of suspiciously heavy plastic bags that look like they're filled with limbs? I call the cops? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like work. You're not looking at what they have that closely. Then the cops got to show up. Then you got to be there for the police report. Probably going to have to testify in court. That turns into work. Yeah, so that's why you don't look hard. Listen, if they got a dead body just sitting there. Like weekend at Bernie's style? Yeah, I mean, if you're the gate guy at the dump, nobody's calling you in to give testimony. Period. <laughs> They're going to set up cameras. They're going to do other shit to try and surveil the dump. Just going to work around dump guy. You know, in case somebody's dumping a dead body, they're not going to ask the guy working the gate. That's the kind of job you have if you're completely unreliable (laughs) and probably illiterate and probably a piece of shit. Like the person that wrote this question. So, yeah, I guess you have your answer. Yeah. I figure the security guy's got an easy job. Security guy. That's the gate guy. The gate guy is the security guy. Oh, I figured it was two different jobs. Oh, (laughs) they're not going to have more than like two, three people working at the dump. It's the fucking dump. I'm just I'm just saying if they had an independent security guy, his job would be a professional DVD watcher, because honestly, what are you protecting at the dump? You're protecting the community from dead bodies not being driven into the dump. You're just trying to keep the dump from spilling out onto the street. Yes. You're protecting the dump from murderers. Exactly. (laughs) I guess. If you're going to murder somebody, put them in your neighbor's garbage can like everybody else. Or in an elephant anus. Before or after you murder them. Okay, are we done with questions? (laughs) I I think we're done with questions. Thank you. Okay, moving on. It depends on how quiet you can keep them. Dr. Josh has some weird experiences that I don't want (laughs) to... Well, if they're a mute... Yeah, if if you're going to murder a mute, then I suppose... Use the silencer. You could probably heavily sedate them right before garbage day and put them in the... In a garbage can. Why would you murder a mute? Dr. Chris, why the hell would you murder a mute? I I don't know. That was that wasn't my idea. That was Dr. Josh's idea. The record will Yeah, but I want to know why you would do it. Why would you do I don't know. 
Why why would you murder anybody? That's a stupid reason. Uh, like I just said if you're gonna murder a mute, use a silencer, like just to throw a dumb joke out there. That's all I had to say about it. I, I don't know what Dr. Josh has against mutes. Maybe you have some important information you need from him. You don't speak sign language and you have a very short temper. <laughs> You're I just mean, not patient enough to let them write it down. Maybe they can't write. I don't know. Why would you murder Helen Keller? Doesn't she have it hard enough? There's all sorts of reasons for everything. All right. Um, I can't believe Dr. Chris would murder Helen Keller. Let me just say one thing really clear. If I could go back in time, I would not go back in time and murder Helen Keller. Neither would I. You'd give her a flashlight? <laughs> I think we. I think I've already established <laughs> that I would go back in time, get Hitler hooked on heroin, and give him a flashlight and some porn. Okay. Illegally pirated Bang Bros videos could save the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, how how okay. illegal can it be when it didn't exist at that time? <laughs> I think you found a loophole in uh, legality. Listen, Your Honor, I can't be held accountable for this. I downloaded it in 1942. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So aside from our listeners who cannot ask a coherent question uh, in normal English, apparently... Um, so just right. our listeners. Yeah, just our listeners. Um, Dr. Josh, when we resumed, you told us quite a fantastic story of uh, alien abduction and uh, probing and all sorts of stuff. Nope. And hmm? I, I didn't say anal I, probing. I just told you that I got abducted. That was the whole story. You mentioned probing. The whole point of this segment upcoming is that I didn't tell you a story. Okay. I didn't tell you anything about it. You were gone for six years. You were gone for six years. And that's everything. So, um, what is it that you are coming to present tonight? I just put together a little something to answer all your questions. I figured it'd be better than me trying to talk through it and maybe getting fucking interrupted all the time. Fuck you, Josh. I mean, you guys had questions, and I have put together something that will give you all of the answers. The year was 2013, and things were looking up. After many long years of relentless hard work, I was finally making a name for myself in the intergalactic music industry. Yeah, that's right. I may have come from nothing, just a wily little street rat, barely getting by, dumpster diving and picking pockets on the dangerous streets of Velodian 5. But through hard work, dedication, and a natural talent for spotting talent, I had become one of the best talent managers around. I had a whole stable of up-and-coming musical and comedy talent, and I was on the hunt for that next big act, that fresh new sound that would push my career into the stratosphere. Terrestrially speaking, of course. This is the story of that pursuit. And as fate would have it, it's also the story of how that pursuit got me mixed up with one of the most feared, sinister, and hostile alien species in the galaxy today, the Kalonskians. It all started at a rundown little music hall in the upper atmosphere platform of Wernbopolis on Glognan, a diminutive gas giant in the Glognan system, second planet from the host star Glog. It was a Tuesday, if you're thinking in Earth days, so the crowd was pretty good. I was there to check on one of my comedy acts who hadn't been doing so well lately. He called himself Duck Ripples, and as far as comedy ducks go, he's right at the tip of the wedge, so to speak. He was always a crowd pleaser, with his incredible ability to engage in audience interaction, insulting everyone, regardless of species, gender or genders, sexual orientation, color, number of eyes, and so on. And he did all that while mostly keeping the audience on his side. However, lately there had been a lot of overly sensitive life forms lurking around on the space internet, and they took every chance they could get to drag this guy into the kangaroo court of public opinion for yet another ideological flogging. I was in the club that night to support my client, and as I always do, I wanted to make sure that I could record Duck's Act and any other unrepresented acts who seemed like they might have that special something. In order to do that, I needed a digital recorder with generous extended recording time, crystal clear audio, and an intuitive, feature-rich user interface. Enter the Tascam DR05. It's my favorite tool for the job. 
and I never leave home without it. I got to the club a little late, but thanks to the Tascam DR05's lightning-fast interface and sleek, pocket-friendly design, I was able to start recording the moment I walked through the door. So now, instead of listening to me drone on, you can hear this part of the story for yourself. I am uh, Hey, I'm Dr. Josh. I am actually Duck Ripple's manager. I should be on the list. Uh, well, I should be on the list if you if you just check. Here, look, here's my license. Fucking let me in. Jesus Christ. Find a seat here. Turns out it was actually quicksand. Oh shit, he's already on. For some reason, I'd walk into the lunchroom in elementary school, and the kids would throw food at me and yell, Duck! Oh, God, it was horrible. What a bunch of assholes, these kids. They set up a blind. Can you believe that? I walk into the lunchroom one day, and there's a fucking pile of brush next to the door. Next thing you know, frozen peas come flying at me like shotgun pellets. My mom, though, she was very protective. She finally put two and two together when I kept coming home with food hardened into my feathers. She took me in to talk to the principal. That was a waste of fucking time. You know what he said? He said it was a real foul situation. Yeah. Then he laughed for 30 seconds at his own joke. And he looked up. He said, but seriously, seriously, I'm concerned for your son. He seems a little slow for his age. Maybe his problems could be solved if he was a little quacker on his feet. <laughs> yeah, it was a real fucking stretch. But he didn't let that stop and he kept going. Next thing he said to my mom was that she should take me to the vet to see if they could do something about my wed feet. You know, so I could dodge food faster. I finally lost my temper at that point. I said, what am I, a fucking horse? I don't need husbandry, you idiot. <laughs> He was smarter than I thought, though. Real quick-witted. He said, well, if the vet's not an option, you should take him to go see a doctor. A, a doctor. I said, a doctor? How about this, asshole? If I gotta go to the doctor, then you're gonna get the bill. And I flew over the desk and bit his face up like it was a soggy loaf of sourdough. <laughs> but enough about me. Let's talk about you people. All right, eh, who first? What, what is that? Oh my god. Ma'am, 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 what's, uh, what's going on with your makeup situation here? I'm in drag. Oh, you're a drag queen. Well, listen, that is wonderful. You do your thing. Don't let anybody keep you down, and I support you. <laughs> However, can we talk about the makeup? Now I know the deal, and I'm totally fine with it. Not that you need my approval, but at first, I thought you were a cartoon villain. Or a really bitchy mime. <laughs> I know you want to distract from the Adam's apple, but Jesus. Uh, I'm amazing, and you're a fucking duck. to make fun of anybody here. I'm just genuinely curious as to how that happened. Is the Joker from Batman doing makeup tutorials? I'm not making fun of you. I just don't understand. <laughs> one more question. One more question. Do you apply lipstick with a paint roller because you look like the progeny of Joan Rivers and the clown from It? <laughs> Jet black is not a natural color for ducks. That doesn't occur in the wild. 
It's just a really, really, really poor life choice. Like letting a five-year-old do your makeup with a fucking Sharpie. Seriously, though. Why so black? Daffy Duck wasn't as black-feathered as you, and he was a goddamn cartoon. It's like you crash-landed into a tire fire on the way over here. <laughs> Maybe I'm being too hard on him. Am I being too hard on him? Okay, all right. I sincerely apologize if I have misjudged you, sir. Perhaps this wasn't your fault. Maybe there was a horrible accident. Perhaps you had an unfortunate culinary encounter with an easily distractible Chinaman. <laughs> all right, all right, Jesus. Nobody can take a joke anymore. Go fuck yourselves. You can all suck my giant down-covered cock. <laughs> Okay, all right. Well, uh, that was a very uh, interesting uh, uh, comedy. Uh, who's ready for the rock band of the decade? Hepatitis Sneeze! <laughs> We're excited, all right. But first, all the way from the hard scrabble, rough and tumble planet known as Earth, he was born, bred, and corn-fed in the deep south of the United States, a man with Confederate roots in the middle name to prove it. Give a big, long man welcome to the talented outlaw countryman, Scooter Lee McGrasco. <laughs> hey, dickhead. I ain't no fucking Confederate. I have black friends, and Lee ain't my middle name. My last name is hyphenated because I'm fucking half Asian. Don't you disrespect my cultural heritage, you limp dick donkey fucker. <laughs> well, all right then. As this shithead just said, my name is Scooter Lee McGraskill with a fucking hyphen. This first song is called Goddamn Fucking Bitch, and I wrote it five minutes ago because I'm pissed off. <laughs> Minutes ago, I was hanging out back just smoking a J with my old friend Jack when suddenly a hover car appeared and struck me down like an errant deer. Between the booze and the bud, I so fucked up. Worst thing that happened was I broke my cup and I damn near had a heart attack. My favorite drinking cup had a big old crack. I said, I know just what I'll do. I'll fix this shit with super glue. But sadly, that was not to be. My drinking glue has done so for me. I knew who took it right away. She fucks me over night and day. Bitch, so my glue in my time of need. It's my dumbass girlfriend, Brenda Reed. Psycho trip and drain the blood from her tiny female brain. I ain't saying I'm gonna kill her, I just don't know what I'll do. That goddamn fucking bitch stole my super glue. <laughs> Well, I knew my cause was just and right. She tried to deny it with all her might. She said, Scooter, I didn't steal your glue, you stupid fucking asshole. <laughs> so I broke up with her, it was high time That stupid bitch can't even rhyme I got girls just lining up But I'll never replace that drinking cup You bitch, you stole my glue You thought you had me fucking played Well, I don't need glue to make you dig Your own shallow fucking grave it ain't no time for me to say just what I'd like to do Let them bitch friend to read who stole my glue Lay on, Danny! She 
really set the stage for a dangerous encounter with my homicidal rage. I ain't saying I'm gonna kill her, but I really would like to. That goddamn fucking bitch stole my super glue. One more, that bitch stole my super glue. I guess she couldn't wait for her mangled corpse to be found at the bottom of a lake. Please don't take these words for threats made in a legal milieu. That goddamn fucking bitch stole my super glue. That goddamn fucking bitch stole my super glue. Yeah. Wow. Oh shit. Glue's been in my pocket the whole fucking time. I bet she put it there to make me look stupid. Brenda, where are you? I know you're here. I'm coming for you. For a moment, I stood in stunned silence. I had just witnessed pure, unadulterated greatness. Scooter Lee McGraskill was everything I could have ever hoped for. His soulful, gritty lyrics elevated me to a deeper understanding of the human condition. His musical style was raw and unfettered. It was timeless, yes, but it had an edge that assaulted the senses, like the pounding rush of a runaway freight train. And his voice. I've heard people say of singers that they have the voice of an angel. But when it comes to Scooter, that description is simply not adequate. You see, Scooter Lee McGraskill doesn't merely have the voice of an angel. He has the voice of a god. In an instant, it was clear to me that everything in my life had led me to this moment. Compared to Scooter, all my other clients were dog shit. I had to represent him. So I ran after Scooter as he chased Brenda out of the club. But when I got outside, they were gone. The search that followed was all-consuming. In his obsession with finding Brenda, Scooter had abandoned his musical career. His social media had gone cold, and he became a ghost. I hired private investigators. I traveled to all corners of the galaxy to follow up on leads. It went on like this for three years until late one night, he showed up in the last place I ever expected, reality TV. By this point, I had started running my trusty Tascam DR05 all day, every day. The Tascam DR05's dual condenser mics are a great all-around option for recording in almost any situation. And with auto volume leveling, peak reduction, and the ability to handle volume levels up to 125 decibels, you can just be in the moment instead of constantly monitoring levels and making manual adjustments. Just set it and forget it. After all, you never know what you're going to miss, and with a digital recorder this robust, why wouldn't you record everything? But anyways, late one night, my personal robot assistant Vonda and I were eating space food and watching the old boob tube when we stumbled upon one of the strangest shows I've ever seen. Hello, I am Dracula. You probably heard that name before and thought to yourself, gee golly, that Dracula fellow must be some kind of terrible, nasty ghoul. Well, actually, I am pretty cool dude. In fact, sneaking up on people and sucking their blood is only like 5% of what I do. The rest of time, I am regular guy with heart of gold trying to make world better place. In this business, there is a lot to do, but thankfully, I have amazing team to help me out. First up is T-Bone, my distant cousin and right-hand man. Next up is Tammy, she is receptionist. And finally, my wife Harmony, she is our accountant and office manager. Dracula may own business on paper, but trust me, Harmony is the real boss around here. <laughs> our mission is to help people in need. So if you need help, just call me up and say, Dracula, come to my aid! <laughs> it's Monday morning time here at Dracula, come to my aid. We like to think of Mondays as first day of work week. So as you can imagine, things get pretty hectic. But on this Monday, I had no idea what I was in for. Hello? Hello, Tammy? Hello? 
go away. Tammy, it is Dracula. Stop. Damn it all. I told T-Bone to fix intercom. Open door, Tammy. Stop. Tammy. Fuck off, you piece of shit. Tammy, open door. Oh, <laughs> you better run. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. Tammy. Oh, shit. It is 9.05. We're supposed to be open at 9. I'm so sorry. Tammy, for last time, we depend on customers. If we are rude to them, they go down street to Wolfman, Dr. Frankenstein, or Son of Bitch, Dr. Helsing. Then we have no business, and you have no job. <laughs> nice. Rick, I need you back here right now. Oh, here we go. I hate Mondays. You need to talk to T-Bone. Look at his desk. It's a complete mess. There's a USQ tip on the keyboard. This is my workspace. Dracula is the boss, not you. Oh, you two. Every day. Same shit. I'm the office manager, and your workspace is in my office. This is my system that I use to do my job. Only if your job is to make this office look like a garbage dump. I have a system. Hello, and thank you for calling Dracula. Come to my aid. This is Dracula speaking. How may I aid you? Well, uh, my name is Brenda Reed. I think I need a little bit of help with my ex-boyfriend, and I was hoping you could come to my aid. He's real violent, and he got some kind of crazy idea in his head that I had stolen his superglue jacket. I would never steal that man's superglue. <laughs> I know it's important to him, and I don't do that kind of shit. But he's been chasing me all over the galaxy for like two years, and I can't get away from him. I just need you to scare him off or something, because I can't live like this no more, Dracula. Don't worry about the thing, Brenda. Please, come on by and we work out details. Oh, that would be awesome. Thank you so much, Dracula. You're a good man. <laughs> All right, Brenda. We've lured him here by making him think you want to apologize and make dirty, nasty love to him. You're willing to do all kinds of unspeakable acts to earn back his affection. So now, all you have to do is play the part. Dracula will take care of everything else. All right, I, I think I'm ready. I'm just so nervous. Look into my eyes. You are going to do great. Yes, Dracula, I will do great. I will be with you the whole time. You have nothing to worry about. Thank you for your reassurance. Brenda, I believe in you. You believe in me. <laughs> Come in. Well, hey there, handsome. Oh, hey, Brenda. I've missed you, and I'm just looking forward to showing you just how remorseful I am over how I treated you. Nah, Brenda, you ain't gotta do none of that. I'm the one who's sorry. I've been chasing you for so long, well, I guess at some point my anger turned to longing. I realized that I missed you. I missed your sexy body, your fried chicken. I missed the sound of your voice. I even missed putting up with your dipshittedness. Most of all, I miss those big old titties you got. I realized that God gave me those titties as a gift. And all that time, I was just taking them for granted. It was me who was wrong, Brenda. I put the super glue in my own pocket. And I'm the one who couldn't find it. On account of me being so fucked up and being all dazed and shit after I got hit by that hover car. I'm the one. I'm the one who needs to do all kinds of dirty, humiliating shit. I'll even do that thing you was asking for all the time when we were together. I don't care if it turns me gay. I just want you to be happy. Oh, Scooter, I love you. I've always loved you. Ow! 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 Ow!
Dracula strikes again! Shit! Brenda, I just got bit! By Dracula! Oh god! He got me right in the juggler, baby! I'm gonna die! That cat tooth son bitch did me in! Fuck you, Dracula! I'm sorry, Scooter! I just thought he was gonna scare you or something, and then you apologized, and I just got caught up in the moment and forgot all about going on the Dracula reality TV show and getting him to make you leave me alone! Shit, Brenda! Oh god! I never thought in a million years that this would be how I'd die! I never thought I'd fuck up a relationship with a woman who has the best set of tits I've ever seen and then chase that woman with them superlative ham hocks around the galaxy for several years with implied but not overtly stated murderous intent then have that same woman go on the Dracula come to my aid reality TV show and hire Dracula to scare me off and then in a twist of fate have a change of heart and realize how much I loved her and how wrong I truly was only to be bit on the neck by Dracula just as me and those bodacious boobies were about to reconsummate our relationship with some dirty, nasty sex on this here kitchen table. Oh, I'm sorry, Scooter. I never thought this would happen. They must have thought watching you bleed out on Space TV was going to get better ratings. No one told me that Dracula was going to jump out and bite you right in the juggler. It ain't your fault, Brenda. Dracula's an asshole. I hate that vampire. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Brenda. When all said and done, I consider myself to be a lucky, lucky man. I'm just so glad I got to squeeze those titties one last time. The only other thing I could ever ask for would be a blowjob, if you're so inclined, but I don't want to put you on the spot or nothing. Pull that dick out, big boy. Your blood ain't the only thing getting drained today. <laughs> oh, Oh my god, that feels so amazing. I'm not sure how to react here, to be honest. It's the best and the worst moment of my life all rolled into one. I'm so confused. Oh god, Brenda, I can feel the blood draining from my body. I'm lightheaded. I just hope I have enough blood left to maintain my rock hard erection long enough for you to suck me off. Oh baby, I'm not sure if it's oh, oh, I'm not sure if it's the blood loss or the other thing you're doing. Oh, but I'm so dizzy right now. Oh god, Brenda, I can feel my life flashing before my eyes. I remember when I was a seven-year-old boy, still a suckling on my mama's teeth. I remember how warm and loved I which is super confusing considering what you're doing to me right now. But still, the flashbacks keep coming. I remember throwing a baseball one time with my daddy. I wish he had bought me a glove or told me he was gonna throw it at me or maybe just give me a chance to get up off the floor first. But he did it to toughen me up. Oh, oh, oh. I loved him for it, even if my love was not reciprocated, which again is very confusing in light of what you're doing right now. Well, I tell you, I was never the same after that head injury. My anger and my musical genius both stem from that one same moment. It's my blessing and my curse. Oh. And in the end, it almost made me extremely famous, but wound up getting me killed. Oh, Brenda, I could go on, but I feel like maybe I'm talking too much already. Oh, God, I'm so cold. I'm naked and alone in a frozen wasteland of death. I think I see angels. Oh, I'm so dizzy, Brenda. Am I rambling? I feel like I've been talking a super long time. Good Lord, how long is it going to take me to die? I really hope you finish me off here before I go. Don't get me wrong, I appreciate the effort you're putting in here. I just hate to meet our savior with blue balls and a raging heart on. Not to mention the eternal sexual frustration. Always thinking about the volcanic explosion that could have been. Oh, this is terrible, Brenda. I can't believe this is happening to me. In the prime of my youth, a bigger-eyed young man such as myself cut down as he was about to achieve greatness. I could have been a star, Brenda, just like Mama told me I could be. At the tender age of 16, she said, don't listen to your daddy. You're not as much of a worthless piece of shit as he thinks you are. I may not like you very much, Scooter, on account of you being such a stupid little dipshit all the time, but if you work hard, you may be able to do something with your life. Lord knows what, because you ain't good at anything, but maybe something unexpected will happen. No matter what happens, you always be my baby boy. I know, and I just want you to know that I love you.
Scooter Lee McGraskill was dead, and there was only one thing left for me to do. I had to kill Dracula. He had murdered the greatest musical talent in the generation, and worst of all, he had completely fucked up my career. It was time for Dracula to learn that you don't fuck with the best talent manager in the galaxy and live to tell about it. So with that, I began prepping my ship for a singularity jump straight to Transylvanticus 3, where that asshole vampire films his bullshit reality show. I was a man on a mission. I may have suffered a setback, but as I reached forward to engage my XGL 9000 series dark matter fusion turbines, I couldn't help feeling that the winds of fate were at my back. And that is when the Kolonskians showed up. Well, I hope that explains a few things for you guys. As you can see, there's a lot more to tell. So, stay tuned. <laughs> um. Damn. Now I know why you came back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the only question I have is, you know, uh, it, it, uh, it I actually mean, explains that blowjobs are bad for you because <laughs> they give you all kinds of weird flashbacks. They they can be deadly only if you've been bit in the juggler by by a Dracula. How much did Tascam pay you to make that? <laughs> oh, nothing. But well, here's hoping. If you uh, have any interest whatsoever in maybe uh, contracting with Doctor Josh, the best talent agent in the universe, then uh, by all means, shoot us an email at feedback at romalpractice.com. Or if you'd like to advertise with us, we'd love to hear your advertisement and play it. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the RO Malpractice Podcast. We'll catch you next time. I'm Dr. Chris. Have I mentioned that the DR05's digital and analog circuit boards are built separately to manage noise performance? So, really a solid piece of equipment all around. Hitler!